Hey everybody, this is another episode of the Dart Jam podcast. I am the host for this week. Uh, I am Spud Spadoni, and I'm here with... Me, Nate. And our very special guest, Domochevsky, or just Domo. Hello, folks. And we have, obviously, uh, bringing on a guest. We have a lot to discuss about the guest and about what this guest kind of... Uh, relates to our podcast and everything and Domo, Domo does a lot of really cool work that we're really excited to talk about um but before we get into all of that um I just want to see what everyone's kind of been up to we haven't done an episode and in like three months yeah yeah it's been a minute um so I mean normally it's like what have you been doing for the month but like if if we want to do like kind of just what have we been up to for the past little bit since we've recorded yeah, and then we've kind of gone to a quarterly podcast it seems well yeah we yeah we gotta we gotta figure out kind of where we want to do and it's not like anything like happened it's just we're all kind of like oh like i don't you know do we do it today do we do it next week and yeah. we just we've all been kind of behind the ball i guess it must be mm-hmm. that time of year or something um, yeah scheduling is difficult when yeah, your hosts yeah. are literally across like five different time zones yeah and that's the thing so me me and nate are on the eastern time zone and Domo, Wait, you're, you're back on you're eastern in- yeah, well, let's talk. About, we'll talk about that. That's um, news. Yeah. So, uh, Domo, what, what's your time zone act, like exactly? Oh, jeez, I am at GMT plus one, so German time <laughs> or Berlin time, I guess. I love. I love Europeans. Like, have everything so, makes so much more sense. Like, everything <laughs> is like numbered properly, so it's easy to understand. Whereas in America, it's just like mountain time zone. What does that mean? It's I don't central, know, but it's not. Eastern, it's Western. past central. You just got to know it. Um, yes. the, the, the time is later once you're closer to the sun, I guess. Mm. I don't know how this works. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't even get me started on daylight savings. Oh, God. Yes. So that was also a big deal, too, with uh, some of the other groups I'm in. Um, yep. Nate, do you want to do you want to tell us about what you've been up to for the past little bit? Oh, oh, boy. Uh, I've been up to a heck of a lot of stuff. Um, well, regale us. Why uh, you Nerf Club? is uh, officially a thing mm. um so i i went to the they, they had a club fair there so like every club was like you know trying to recruit members and uh, i set up a nice little shooting range you can actually see well not the audio listeners uh you can actually see up in the corner there's a uh, texas star target over there oh yeah 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 i printed that in a day and a half and had to model <laughs> the stand myself because there was no stand lovely um it was a huge hit just everyone i actually brought these two blasters um and this is also news i actually built my momentum and my sbf dude they look so good yeah i i'm so proud of these color schemes um like the aquamarine and yellow on the momentum and then like the purple and silver or or gray on the sbf yeah i think it's it's, or is that blue uh, galaxy galaxy silver from oh, that looks really good with some like cloud blue in there i think yeah that's what that is there this is a little was, bit of blue um it was a recycled color from protopasta i don't remember what the official designation was but i i think it might have been 18 or something like that like, like recycled 18 okay. they have different numbers for their stuff like the the green that i used for mm. uh the momentum is called 007 mm. which kind of makes sense because you know british british racing green right right sure uh back to the targets oh yeah so like everyone i also wanted to kind of like incentivize people to you know try and take down the entire 
Texas Star. So the, the way it works is hmm. that um, you have five <laughs> detachable targets. And when you knock one off, it starts spinning because it shifts the center of gravity and it makes the rest of them harder to hit. Right. Yeah. So I set up a little challenge where if you take down all five with 10 darts, so you get, you know, two shots per per target, then you would win a little, uh, or you'd have a chance to win because I only made one, a uh, little yes. uh, stringer that I called the pocket shot um, that I also modeled in three hours. I literally, I designed on paper, yeah. catted, and then printed in three hours. That's pretty sweet. Though. It did not work properly. <laughs> well, when it, it's sweet when it works. Yeah. yeah it, but, but, but at least it was fast. Yeah, it was yeah, fast. Yeah. And it, it, the only thing that didn't work was the trigger. The trigger was, was a print in place thing that was supposed to slide mm. and, and, and like, you know, push the string into the, the, like past the catch. Um, that didn't work. I'm pretty sure it also would have broke instantly because of the, the layer orientation. Um, oh, but you were still able to ma- actuate it manually with your thumb. You could just knock the uh, the, the string off uh, off the catch. Hmm, okay. Um, I like how you set up like a target. You know, like th- this thing is normally something for like target shooting or like accuracy, and you use some of the like the highest rate of fire blasters that we oh, have yeah. in the 3D yeah. printing world I mean, to just I'm, like buzz I it down. I think I put everything on semi. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Because like highest rate, and then you give them ten darts. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Hello. That's, yeah. I was doing nothing but loading mags for two hours. I brought. Oh yeah, ten magazines, I think. <laughs> yeah. What else have you been um is up to outside of that stuff? Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Just uh, let's see. Since last time, okay, last time I I was in the the summer course, the architecture summer course that went pretty well. Um, nice. I don't remember if last time I talked about going to uh BPOC. I don't remember if I talked about. I that. don't think you did. You went to BPOC? Yeah. Oh it, shoot! I didn't know like you the did that. Super iconic image of me with my momentum. Oh right, yes, yes. So how was uh, that? How did that uh, go? So I think it was either Thursday night or Friday. Uh, Jesse from Magic Smoke. Asked, he's like, "Hey, uh, we need another player for Mystic Vapor, which is like the the sister team, I guess is the term for it." Magic smoke to mystic vapor. Yeah, it's yeah, like the, yeah. the same sort of. It's like the scene. Maryland kind of groups, right? Yeah, but uh, so Jesse invited me. He's like, "Hey, we need a, a player for Mystic Vapor. Do you want to join?" And I'm like, "Heck yeah, I want to join." Uh, so I frantically finished my momentum. Uh, nice. Uh, and then, so we competed. Uh, we got there's disputes about it. Um, I say we came second place in the round robin and then uh, I think third place in the bracket, I think it was. Okay. That's um, not bad though. Yeah, That's it was. And honestly, compared I, I, to, got, um, I got a few f- tags. I'm very proud of that. Dude, that's compared to that's NWAR 2020, not NWAR, uh, yeah, Funko Tour 2022. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a big jump for you. So that's great. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a ton of fun. No text to some text or how does this work? Um, it was getting eliminated, uh, like team team wipe in thirty seconds to you know actually Oof. getting some tags. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because group- that might have had a lot to do with the uh, the cover because cover uh, was an issue, and then I feel like your group was like made as you like kind of got to the venue almost. For yeah, five hundred or whatever. That, that was yeah. five hundredth legion was just like a yeah. pretty much a pickup team that never yeah. practiced before. That's awesome though. 
yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to get the experience of, you know, just like playing with a team, uh, realizing that I tunnel vision extremely hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But hey, I managed to, to tag uh, tag Boomstick with a magnum. So that was fun. Tremendous. <laughs> Literally, I, I saw him. I saw a matchup uh, to the cover with me, and I just flicked my I flicked momentum to full auto. And just burp. I like how you get one side of this story. Boom's not on tonight. Oh yeah, so. no. I mean, I t- I tagged him. I don't right. think he ever tagged me. It might have been someone else. Right. That's he tagged funny. him so hard he couldn't have podcast since then. <laughs> yeah. No. His yeah. <laughs> his spirit was broken. Mm-hmm. Just could not be on the, on the same place as you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I told him that was that was revenge for uh, for Phone Pro Tour. Because, right, because uh, y'all we did face each him, other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Pro Tour, right. That exists. Existed. Yeah, still exists. Still, so, yeah, still crazily. Exists. Yeah. Okay, okay. Spud, um, you, are, you are still Dart Zone's poster child. I, dude, I still am it's up great. there. I'm still on their Amazon, and I keep asking them just, just in case. Like, royalties, I see royalties. Them, I'm, like, I'm still up there, right? Just so they can be like, <laughs> you know what? We haven't paid you. Let's pay you, you know? Like, I forgot we hadn't paid him. That would be nice. Well, maybe one day. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, of course. Pay you an exposure. Yeah, or just give me some free stuff. I mean, I'll take yeah. I'll take a, a the, mark for the new jolt. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Just, that, that's a thing that just happened. What are they calling just it? Happened the, yesterday. Um, Normally we don't do news or anything, but yeah, the the mm-hmm. the solo, the sure solo, yeah, yeah, the little foldable device. It's neat. That's gonna be so good for like master keys or like integrations. I'm really my excited my for question it. is, does it still work when it's folded? That's the question, isn't it? Because I yeah. Don't, imagine you can rail mount that thing oh dude i mean i think you still could i just i yeah i don't know how like the the opening works if it's like a spring activated or if it's like a um or if it's just like a pivot like a free pivot that's a detent you like push down on a button and then it swivels and then you release the button and then the detent hits it yeah like a folding knife or something Uh, which i mean could still be good for like a gravity drop but yeah yeah. you know it 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 occurs to me that i can make a rail mounted micro Ooh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very easily too. Yeah, that's a good point. I want to say that it's such an interesting design that I've seen from you. The uh, what was it? The conductor's pistol. Yes, the revolver with seven X-shot micros on there. Oh my! Oh right. Yeah, let's. You know what? Let's let's get into to you, Domo, and talk about some of the work you've done, and like talk what about to, what you yeah. do and and your designs, and and then obviously we'll get into it more in a little bit, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give us a little bit of an uh, introduction on, on you. Oh, geez. Um, I have the kind of brain that must always do something and is doing like seven different things at the same time. And sometimes I force myself to finish them because otherwise I will never, ever finish anything. Same. Hmm. Like, I am the person of the uh, the Motortür. I am the person of the MXL Hammerwald, the, um, the Hollander. The conductor's revolver fairly recently. The Zoelectric 9. And about two dozen projects that I shelved, quote unquote. I think I think you're like I wouldn't say claim to fame, because uh, I feel like you're known for a lot more than that now. But like one of your original projects that I like went viral was the uh was it called the the yeah, the trilogy like magazine system. That was like uh, one of your first projects that like really got out there. A, yes, I made that one. B, it was a complete failure. Mm. Really? Why is that? <laughs> because the trilogy, no one wanted that one after I made it. 
all. Mm. So it was like a market failure. Basically, like like the the, the trilogy itself died. Mm. Right. So the the kit for the trilogy was also dead at the same point. Right. No, the very first thing I made and sent out was the chain slug, the chain feeding magazine. Right. Oh, which I yeah. sent to like six different people, five different people. And Xavier was the one who made like, check out this thing. This is amazing. Yeah. Anything yeah, that gets to him usually gets some numbers these days. He's one of the probably YouTubers that gets a lot, a lot of the views currently, yeah. at least for like younger Community audiences stuff. too. Yeah. Cause I know like, I know boom definitely loves your work. I feel like he's all like the past yes. couple of episodes we've had, he like had reviewed something you've done recently. And I feel like of all the creators I see, you have like a, uh, just uh like your work has has a fun factor that i feel like i yeah. enjoy even if that's not like your goal i feel like everything has like it's not just like strictly like this is going to be the fastest shooting like pump action springer there's like usually motors that are do excessive like you know chain <laughs> or gear yeah. movements that like, like even the so cool. even the electric nine i'd say is like you, you could have just made like a solenoid fed flywheel mag and grip pistol yeah. thing and but where's but the fun you in went that? like all out with it mm-hmm. and yeah. just like gave it like this whole like steampunk it, like futuristic aesthetic right I really like the, the the cyberpunk aesthetic is yeah. kind of what i'm into like the you, you, you recognize the like 45 degree angles like yeah like, put, put 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 one of those in there this is not the future chamfers chamfers <laughs> everywhere yeah. yes always at all times and of course leds it has to glow yeah right. that's another thing yeah the LEDs you're also one of the people that part. like yeah i don't know really anyone else in like 3d printing that uses you know Which leds like that weird like yeah that, that, that is wild like these these are supposed to be fun toys so why are we not making mm-hmm. them look cool exactly i mean and that's that's why i like your approach you, you're you're kind of championing that for like the fun side of things. Yeah. 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 With for back a letter term back lack of better terms. There we go. Uh, because hmm. it's like, I feel like you, you still, I still pe- see people using your blasters at like competitions or competitive yeah. events and they still like do really well, but there's you, I mean, you're motor tier is just these straight things. up a really good blaster because it's, it's got a crazy fire rate. It, it has higher capacity than, pretty much any blaster out there competitive blaster out there aside from something with like say an easy e drum mm-hmm. mm. and it's just fun as hell just like burp, and just you just yeah. throw a cloud of shells <laughs> down the field so sick it, it, it's like every time i see a video, video of someone using my blaster or a clip or so of the motor t in particular it's always like brap clutter 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 <laughs> yeah like so there's great. always this giggle behind it yeah the giggle factor and that's that's such so like a, I, it must be so satisfying as a creator to like see people it's get good. that level of enjoyment mm-hmm. and i i want more of it you know yeah I, yeah I, yeah i crave the feedback it's like a high you keep chasing yeah it's fun part you know I, like seeing people use something i made and have fun with it yeah yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's I get that too. I mean, obviously, I don't I don't make a ton of stuff um, because I'm always working on either other things or your magnum. Everything opus. takes too long. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. My magnum opus, right? Yeah, we'll see if it gets to that point. Um, I guess I can talk a little bit about what I've been doing before we get right. directly into into the topic. Um, let's see. I finally found. I had a list I wrote in like before Boom went to uh, Ragnar Oktoberfest, but that 
that uh <laughs> that month has passed um well mm-hmm. like i said i'm on the east coast now nate um i'm doing other work on the east coast thankfully i'm out of utah which um i feel like if you're not from utah and i've lived in utah it's a great thing <laughs> because <laughs> i don't really like utah very much it's pretty but it's just a weird place uh, at least salt lake city was so i took a four-day road trip across the united states to get home which was pretty Jeez. pretty wild went up through like wyoming nebraska all that Dang. stopped at stopped in st louis and went up the gateway arch which you the architect here um or some you know on on the middlings of architect nate you know aero Saarinen's gateway arch i went up it. it was really cool um i uh let's see i've been working on the crossbow build obviously i've been do, trying to do bow arms to try to make the i guess accessories for the crossbow which are a thing um yeah and, like, i think the that's, wheel that's and all that. the thing that like every cross mm-hmm. like every crossbow i've seen in the hobby has not had the arms on it it's like oh mm-hmm. yeah look i got the original no arms well that's the whole thing mm-hmm. i'm like if i put this on my portfolio and i'm like this is a crossbow and they're like why is it a crossbow like what, what, <laughs> what and i'm like well it has no arms right so like my model has to have the arms because otherwise if i render it it's not going to look right right yes for people who aren't into nerf and that's something i want to do for free like i just want to like release those because again like i want to make it so they fit onto every crossbow not just my 3d printed crossbow so like if you have a real crossbow that would be incredible yeah so like the mounts like i've done like the nose of it and and all of the mounts like fit onto the 3d printed version and the real version because that was a big big goal of mine wow so So you're you're doing like a full one-to-one everything's one-to-one that's yep Everything has been one to one from the beginning. Um, so, but I, I left that alone because the bowarms are really, really hard to do actually because there's no like real. It's all basically surfacing that and a bunch of lofts, and it's really difficult uh, yeah. to do. And if I change anything, it breaks everything. So I have to go all the way from the beginning and like remodel it. So I've been Load working up, on again. like getting the trigger and everything ready for the actual hardware kits and getting all the parts split up finally because I had the model done, but like it wasn't properly split up and properly ready for hardware and everything so i've been working on that which mm-hmm. has been fun and that's a lot easier than the bowarms were um and i got a new computer finally for those who've been listening to the podcast that was always a joke that like my computer was like a huge hurdle at least like not terribly hard for recording and editing because i could still do it but for modeling so I have a new computer, so that should be... I mean, what was the last step? The, the one I edited, you weren't able to do, or was it because Boom's computer was broken? It was Well, it was just Boom's job. Like, it was, we switched, <laughs> and it was like, Boom, this is your episode, and then his computer, like, broke, so he had to give it to you, and it was, like, your first time editing, and then, like, I, I think came back and just, sound, like... Sound mixing. Yeah, I mastered the audio a little bit, and then, like, we finished it up, and I was just like, oh, my God, man, it was such a went it through three hands so hopefully the the process on this episode should be good i'm hoping because like the last Mm. four episodes have had issues in some way just adding it either adding it right here and ahead of time i'm not gonna edit this (laughs) (laughs) we never ask a guest to edit that's not it's not like we're trying to offload our work be like ah that's why you bring a guest on so we don't have to do it dealing with it Okay. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> here's, Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, here, here. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. You're a guest. Here's all this work you got to do. Um, yeah, here's the sink. Do the dishes. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, what else? Uh, I got a I got an outlaw, the dart zone pistol. I'm really Ooh. happy with that. That's like the only thing I bought recently. That was that would have been a bigger deal like two months ago when I got it. Now it's just like a thing I have. So I I have again I have this list from a couple of months ago. Um, and now that my computer's fixed, I'm doing editing for my finally I'm doing editing for my N War documentary series. I think I'm gonna do a series because I've got like oh, four hours nice. of like video feed. I just did like the intro of me flying from Salt Lake City to Columbia, and I used like an Indiana Jones style montage. Oh, that's Dude, good. It looks so good. It I need so to watch good. that after. I spent like a couple hours last night getting it perfect. It like it it has the music and everything, so I hope I don't get copyright strike because that would annoy me. Um, hmm. but that should be I mean, up it's like Disney, so maybe, but. That's what I'm crossed. worried about now. But I mean, like, there's worst comes to worst, you just cover it by yourself. You just go literally, just your voice is going. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> well, you had to like yeah, the only basically. thing you can do after the fact is mute, and that would like right. really bum me to just have that all muted. But I guess I could just re-upload it. It's not like I'm going to get like thousands or millions of views or make money on it. So. I mean, hey, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> not my non-monetized channel. Optimism. Yeah. So, so that'll be fun. That should that should honestly go up like probably in the next month or so hopefully i still have to do the commentary audio after the fact um but i've got like my whole like write-up of everything i'm gonna say i've got all the footage ready i've got most of the graphics done so i do i put a lot of work into those so i'm really excited to get it done okay um and with that i think we're ready to just jump into the topics here and just jump into talk about like creating in this hobby designing design and stuff yeah and yes. we all we Making. all generally do design here to different differing to levels i yeah. claim to do design you do a decent amount i would say so yes. for someone Include yourself. New. think positive yeah i positively don't do any design <laughs> see yeah. i remember was it last episode you said i'm a designer now because i've done this and now you're like well i don't do design <laughs> uh-huh. well yeah i i did do the stf quick uh yeah which is what well, which was a remix so there's like some only stf quick um it was a one-off commission i did for a friend fluid badger yes uh, they mm. showcased it on their channel it got i think actually what's the short at Fifteen thousand views i'm sure it, it, it got a talking about decent it. amount of poll that's cool um 2.1k okay that's hey that's pretty good and th- this is just like a one minute, like just tag compilation, just using the nice. using the quick. But um, it was a it, it was a pretty cool commission in my opinion. Uh, like all custom stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I spent a a lot of time on it, just just getting it done, making sure everything was refined. Um, apparently apparently people come over to Badger on the field and is like, wait, is that injection molded? Oh wow! Because I printed it at such a fine layer height. Oh, interesting. That it, it looks indistinguishable, which I find nuts. Well, I'll have to have you print my crossbow at some point. Then when it's done, it's like oh, maybe like, a, like it, have it look, get like the best looking crossbow on the market. I mean, um, at, at what layer height did, did you did you print it? Point one. Point oh, wow. one. Wow. Yeah, that's that's about about the same. I do like point one two. No, I do flat point one and. I in retrospect, I probably should have gone with a with a smaller nozzle height, but or, I think I do not nozzle height, like nozzle diameter because that would be like even more fine. But yeah, but it's also more annoying depending on the filament you use. 
I, yeah, I use true. high quality stuff. All protopasta. Oh, high high quality protopasta filamentum, mm. maybe. Yeah. A lot available in Germany. Oof. Well, yeah, I guess not. So I am constantly on the search of like finding the good one local. Right. Yeah. Because like you want to get something that's like good for the like good, but not like so expensive that it like kills your wallet. Yeah. Yes, I mean that's definitely something I wanted to discuss. Is like right designing and being in this hobby in Germany and just being in Europe. I feel like is a totally different world we don't get to talk about much on like any platform really but especially on this podcast for sure so i guess like what are the trials and tribulations of you obviously just mentioned sourcing materials and sourcing filament but also being in this space i guess Mm -hmm. the internet makes it better but there are obviously limitations to that yeah kind of like i started this whole thing at like the end of 2019 and then a certain thing happened and suddenly shipping was a lot more expensive which is that's kind of the main problem like like sending stuff from germany across the ocean to canada us england is still fine but there's also complications quote unquote mm. yeah but it's kind of the thing like like you have shipping costs of like 50 bucks which you cannot sell small things with that kind of shipping cost yeah yeah no one's gonna want to pay for that do you do you release files though or do you just do printed kits i do offer files yes i uh also offer hardware kits of course and i've been trying to get like people in the us to to just manufacture my stuff (laughs) yeah yeah it's not easy yeah like it they are interesting puzzles i'm gonna Mm -hmm. say Mm mm-hmm yeah, I've dealt with that myself. It's um, it can be very tricky. It's a slow moving mm-hmm. process sometimes. Yeah, to get a, a store to license your uh, your design, mm-hmm. which recently has been easier with a certain type of design I've been making, the micros. Yeah, right. Suddenly they are lining up like me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. Well, then the issue with that too is you have to source all the micro shots. Now, like everyone has to hoard these things. But I guess. I guess if you're yeah. just doing the the hardware and like even printed kit like files or printed parts, it's up to the user to source that in some time, like some way. Yeah, so. which it's also part of the part of the micro reshell project to just have no hardware except the micro itself. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it comes with like five long screws, two springs, and the plunger system, and you can do a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can use it, and you can have like packs in there for like the longer pieces. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. I know shipping overseas has not been easy for me as well. Um, yeah. I've shipped to. I think I've shipped to maybe the UK. I've shipped to Australia and I've shipped to Canada, and they all present their own problems, right? Because Canada has like these. The shipping international is a mess in Canada, and it's like it's a whole oh, yeah. long process that's like not worth getting mm-hmm. into. And then Australia is just like it's just far, um, yeah. And it's like on my end, someone is paying for that, and in your end, you're shipping things out a lot of the times, or at least sometimes to creators to get your work. Like you, like you mentioned, Shown, you sent out six yeah. of of a yeah. blaster. And so that, like, I feel like in some cases you're like covering that on your end. So it's a lot easier, I guess, when you're when I'm selling something and someone's like, "Sure, I'll pay seventy dollars for you to ship it to Australia," but I still like <laughs> feel bad 
So I'm like, mm-hmm. this isn't worth seventy dollars to have it shipped. But if you want it, then like that's cool, you know. But yeah, and of course you can also only like sell high high cost blasters or like a bundle of blasters yeah. to like ship across. But funnily enough, shipping to Australia and shipping to the US is the same cost for me. Right, because I guess you're, you're kind center. of almost in the middle. Yeah, yeah. that's that's interesting. So, and of course, there's this funny little part where, uh, and I say funny with quotes, depending on how the, the delivery service feels, they are either going to send it by ship or by plane. Mm. And I can pay extra to guarantee plane, but if I don't, it's like a dice roll. Oh, right. And, yeah, and then, and then like, it takes like a month yeah. to get there. I've sent something to Canada at the moment, and it has been on sea for two months now. Oh, <laughs> I don't know where it is. And you're just Yikes. like, oh, it's on, it's on this evergreen boat, and it's wait, is that the oh, same no. one stuck in the Nile? Yeah. <laughs> or it, the it, yeah. it is less likely to to get stuck between Germany and Canada, but the option is still there. Yeah, hey, there, there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> yeah, there's I know. Still an um, my um, I don't think it works because I think this is probably there's probably laws against this. But my 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 like strategy was always like if I had to do something like this is to make a friend at some military base in whatever country from the U.S. <laughs> mm. and then, like, have a friend in the U.S. who's on a military base and then give them the package and then have them ship it from the U.S. base in the U.S. to the U.S. base in the country, and it'll be U.S. shipping to both because that's how the military works because it's it's technically U.S. <laughs> territory. And then from then, they just take it off base and then put it in the local mailbox of, like, in your case, Germany, and then it's, like, a five dollar shipping fee from there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Which, they allow that. Yeah, I, I don't think not. that's a reg- regular thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> like at some point, someone is going to ask questions. Yeah, it's like you keep and then shipping you cut them in. every week, and then you cut them yeah, in. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah, and then then you're back on the original cost <laughs> as, as, as they get as they get greedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five people on the chain who you have to bribe in order to get it through. That's, I mean, that's just like U.S. U.S. Pol- like capitalism right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the worst. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot, I guess, that's involved in in designing, like that yeah. we can just get mm-hmm. into because that, I guess, is less about where you're at and more about just your philosophy and your process. But I, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know you came in in 2019. So what what like kind of drove you to to creating in this hobby i assume like you said you would have probably been making something at some point in some hobby because you you just have a need to create but what was yeah. it about nerf that because you do a lot of like gears i've seen you you didn't you do a strong beast recently so like there's a lot of things that like you could have gone into did, yes and what what it was what was it with nerf that like drew you in um a combination of unrelated factors that then lead to this like, I, I was working at a company that had 3D printers, like Ultima, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they, they were like, uh, if you want to like use some of these in the off time and downtime, help yourself. I'm like, all right. Gladly. <laughs> and, and they said, not like this. <laughs> <laughs> right. But for a while, I could. Mm-hmm. And it's, at some point when I was sick, like for two weeks or something, just... Could not work during the time, which also, you know, German time off, sick time, different topic. Wouldn't that be nice? Would be nice, isn't it? But it is nice. So during the time I went to a toy, toy show, shop, 
like a, a, local, a local Spielemax, which had like Nerf Blasters in, in half off or so. And I bought a hammer shot on a whim. You started with a with a good choice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. And just like kept plinking around with it and was like, hmm, it's kind of nice. You know, it moves. It, it does a thing when you pull a thing and it has effects. It is mechanically interesting. Maybe I can like get, get into that. Maybe get another one and get another one maybe. And maybe a third. And <laughs> Suddenly you have a maybe, room filled with them. And you know, yeah. maybe bring maybe bring him to the office and like infect everyone else. <laughs> right. And then then the escalation began. And at some point, I'm like, hmm, these magazines are too small. I need more. What if? <laughs> and with this, what if the the downward spiral began? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like downloading a cat program, which Fusion three sixty in this case still using it so good enough and just putting stuff on the like local shop printer and i think i had a rebel blaster during the time was i was messing with a like the drum fed strife forget what that one was called rage fire no shot something i think all of names drum fed strife yeah i don't remember Bell Strife. Like, oh, uh, yeah, I th- yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I can't remember at all. Um, so, so obviously, coming in as an adult, did you have a background in CAD modeling or anything related? Because you just said like you had you downloaded Fusion 360 for this, but uh, none whatsoever. I oh, am wow! In I am in everything in my life fully self-taught. Wow! I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure I taught myself how to read. Unreal, man. Um, I am I am a software developer by trade. Okay. Uh, okay gotcha so i mean yeah not not entirely close but i mean there's you at least know how to use computers and to a degree yes so, you know that, there's, that does there's help. still an, an, an act of creation going on there right yeah right. and with nerf and the 3d printing thing i kind of rediscovered my love for lego uh yeah that's a big one nice i mean you, Since... you probably see on the left left over there i've got just a line of lego oh yeah, These yeah. Oh, cars barely. over here Mm-hmm. Maybe, but but it's not actually Lego, but it's it's the same feeling it evokes in your head, right? Of like building something that that you yes that, that moves and and that does something and something is blinking and yeah. you know motion because as as it turns out, my special interest is mechanical engineering. Okay, huh. should have known that like twenty years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> It's always oh, uh, interesting because I feel like everyone who creates in this hobby has some sort of like branching tree. If they didn't do design work or didn't do engineering in their like career, they at least like created something sometime in some way. Yeah, like creatively inclined in some aspect. Yeah, because everyone has to be, I feel like, creatively inclined if they're going to be making stuff. Hell, if um, you're going to be involved in the Nerf hobby. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, you look at Luke, yeah. and Luke was doing video production, which doesn't necessarily translate to making Nerf Blasters, but he was creating things all the time. It yeah. Was this creative process that he was always involved in that, like, slowly transitioned to creating in, in blaster design. So mm-hmm. um, it's cool to see where that comes from for people. Um, yeah. But yeah, I totally get that feeling. I understand. I think we all do. Mm-hmm. Like this, this, this need to just create something in any sort of medium. And then you find the one medium that's like, yes, that's the one. Right. Yeah. I, I always find, especially with Nerf, that sometimes uh, 
uh, what is it? The idiom I think is perfection is the enemy of good. Um, and yeah, sometimes yeah. that doesn't work for a lot of people. Um, sometimes people just like make things and they either if it's a mod or a homemade or 3D printed. Just chuck it out there. Yeah, sure. Like they'll just quickly mm -hmm. mock, mock it up. But I think a lot of people, especially and I feel like you can might attest to this that like you, you just like mull over something so much and try to perfect it and try to make sure it works that like by the end, like the, the creative process was only like 20% of it because like 80% of the process yeah. was like troubleshooting and trial and error <laughs> and like making sure your gear ratio is perfect. And it's just like the last 10% takes 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah. I know what I wanted to do. I know how it should work in my head if every piece worked perfectly. But like, exactly. there are so many like hurdles to come like jump over. And sometimes that can be tricky for, for designing in this space. Mm. Yeah, but also I I don't have that kind of brain. It's like fully planned out something ahead of time. Oh really? Yeah, that's generally how I work. Is I, I try to get no. as much of the design work done on paper before I I even touch like the computer. So that way, like I'm not investing so much more time in CAD that is just no. gonna be like, wait, this entire mechanism doesn't work. So your design process doesn't work that way? Not at all. Like working in in CAD is me playing with Legos. Interesting. Interesting. So, you so know, before it's, it's, you print it, anything, you've you've had it all figured out. Absolutely not. Oh, yeah, oh. It's opposite. No, the opposite instead. Like, no, it's more like uh, I built everything modular, in, like small pieces, like modules. If you have a problem, if you have your pro if you have a problem, you need to break it down into smaller problems. Mm -hmm. This is no different here. So, I just make individual systems and then like plug them together, like with put a screw in there, click it in, whatever, make sure it works. It, and then it all works together if you do it all right. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. You compartmentalize the process. Yeah, which is also why my, my, my prints are like 100 pieces in, in this. And then one by one, I like merge them together. Okay, like this works now, this works together. It's, it's good. You can now merge these pieces. Yeah. And then mm. it comes together. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like it, it definitely depends on, I think, just how you're wired, right? Because I think, like, yeah. we've had Silly on before, and he's mentioned that, like, he kind of just jumps directly into CAD. Like, there is no yeah. sketching process, that it's just, like, you just kind of design from from that yeah. point. And, I, think, like, I think Silly also mentioned that he has uh, Aphantasia, I think it's called. And that's kind of, like, what yeah. I was kind of, like, wanted to see about to a degree, where, like, he can't create, a, he can't, like, cr visualize so Damn. it has to be done with some sort of medium medium and obviously cad is i guess the fastest and easiest way to do like custom parts quickly because i mean you yeah. can do it in cardboard or whatever but like you can't get the fidelity mm -hmm. um yeah. so and it's not it, really repeatable if you're like cutting things out of cardboard and stuff and yeah and then you have to repeat the process whereas this once it's yeah. in cad you can 3d print directly so that's all that's also mm -hmm. what's really nice about this hobby um yeah, I, I, I do like the, the precision in CAD. Like, yes, in my brain it might work, but if, if the CAD program says, nah, man. Right. Yeah, exactly. that's always a thing where you're like, you think through 80% of it, and then it's either like, oh, well, wait, where's the hardware going to go? Or like, wait, I didn't yeah. think about where that spring has to make this movement. And you're like, oh, geez, I have to think about it all from scratch again. So there is like mm -hmm. some pros and cons of starting in your head or on paper because you don't have everything there, but it's, for me, I think it's a faster operation working on paper, having to like sketch things out quickly, but it's okay. very dependent on the, on the person and everything. So 
it's you know always cool to see from the other side of things um all right so if if you want like to make a blaster what at, at what level would you start with this one i usually so i usually i mean i i a lot of what I do, especially like when I'm going to sleep, is to get me tired. Is I'll think through mechanics of blasters sometimes just, or whatever just, else. Yeah, um, okay. that's oh. kind of what keeps me awake. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's a it's a, a little bit of a both process. Uh, Nate, do you have to do you have to leave now? I mean, I could just put in like one last point uh, about yeah, this go ahead. thing, just to be like. So generally, my process for like coming up with an idea is. So, I mean, sometimes it'll be just seeing what's out there, uh, just like, I don't know, like what the general zeitgeist is mm. about. Like, okay, what's what's the current hot blaster? Uh, okay, we're doing we're doing all brushless stuff. Okay, what's a what's the brushless niche that's kind of not there right now? Oh, we don't have a brushless pistol that's printed. Oh, yes, there is Diana. Um, yeah, there is now, but yeah. Um. So I thought, okay, why don't I think about making a brushless pistol? Now, what kind of features would I want that to have? Well, let's look at my brushless blaster that I have over here. Weird flex, but okay. And oh, yeah. I like this idea. I like this idea. I like, but I, I don't like how it has like the double, the dual stage. So let's keep it single stage, but I want it to hit 200. So mm -hmm. the wheels got to be sized like this. Where do I source these components? And I start slowly like building out like the feature set that I want before I even like start putting pen to paper hmm. like i'll just write all this stuff down and be like oh i want it to be single stage i want it to be like angled talent because nightingale mags don't feed properly right uh okay. like single stage trigger i'll write all these things down to sort of be like okay these are my design requirements um and that probably to some extent comes from like uh my architecture background to be like okay you're you're yeah. working with a client that that says what they need okay this is like like I need a kitchen. I need three bedrooms, and you have to sort of build to that. You have to cater to that that need, right? Which is where like I I start designing. Um, the problem is that I get a little over ambitious, and mm. then I start adding in feature a lot of features that in some cases conflict. I wouldn't say conflict with each other, but they, it makes things infinitely infinitely more complex because. Mm. Well, if I want brushless, then I'm gonna need like a, a computer, like a like yeah, an Arduino, some sort of like circuit board, like an Arduino mm -hmm. or um like a breadboard, like the SBF board or, or something like yeah. that. I don't know if Gavin plans on selling just the individual boards, but like, am I gonna need to know software development now because I can't do that worth a damn? Right. Um, yeah. I'm gonna need to know how yeah. to design a circuit and, and all this stuff. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, there's a there's a thought process to that. What is it like? Where where it's you're like rising up that hill, and like the more you go, like it gets larger and larger. There's like an idiom for it, but that's yeah, that's kind of what you're describing. Where yeah. It's, like, it's it's sort of just like the the higher you go, like the like ambition. The more, yeah, yeah. 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 So in, what in, in in software development, this is known as feature creep. Yes. That's, that's it. Ex exactly. That's what it was. It's feature, feature creep. creep. Yeah. yeah. So what I've been taking to doing is um, I so I have that entire list. And then I say, okay, mm -hmm. you need to get rid of half of these before you can start. And right. I'm just like, Which okay, children should go first. <laughs> yeah. So I start cutting things out. Like, oh, that would be too complex. That, uh, yeah, I don't really think this is needed here. Oh, we could get that out of here. And it makes the design more manageable. Obviously, it's still like very complex. Sure. Yeah, it, it does help with like making the the task like a lot easier. Yeah. Okay.
but I found with a lot of my designs is it's about me wanting to try something new that generally like isn't around. Like yeah. Um, before the finalizer kit came out, which is from Foam Blasted, literally the day I made the pocket shot, Foam Blasted released the finalizer, which is oh, the little tiny like bummer. uh stringer. I, I mean, it's not a bummer. It's like oh, that's funny. Concurrent design and right. interesting to see yeah, how yeah, we yeah, did yeah. it differently. Yeah. Yeah, some um, of this was just faster, so yeah, and more qualified, I'd say. Plus, their design is <laughs> well, better, I so I, I can't really complain. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, That's funny. But yeah, it's about seeing like, oh, why don't I do like a magfed stringer? Why don't I do well magfed pump action? That's a important asterisk. Or why don't I make a bullpup mm-hmm. flywheeler that can take any dart from rival all the way up to mega? Mm. Why don't I do that? Okay. And that's but that's one actually, of those things, that does, right? Like literally, I, I want to make it be able to take half darts, full darts, mega, and rival. Maybe mega XL, but I'm not sure about that because the mag size, the magazine size, would just be enormous. But I want to try. Yeah, I, I know, I know. <laughs> like <laughs> someone I know who made a mega XL in shells, not naming oh. names. Yeah, that was me all along. <laughs> it was me, Barry. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, I, but I, I feel like I started with that too, where I always like, oh, what if I do everything? And it's like mm-hmm. sometimes, like, then you get to Jack it, and all like, trades, master of none. But sometimes that's better than uh, it's too much now, right? And you have to like balance yeah. out like what is what is like valid and what is like just trying to do it all. And I think like that's yeah. always I, we're always trying to fight with that in this hobby. Yeah, which, yeah, it's like the do everything versus the do what, which specify in one. I guess my approach is similar but different. Um, like, yes, it is similar in that I want to make something that, that hasn't been made before, mm-hmm. but also like the design document for the motor tier. It has like one sentence on it, <laughs> and it says, "I I I want to see ribbons of shells fly." Period. <laughs> That's the entire design document. I, I'd say you achieved that. I yes. lo- but I just love that thought process where you're like I would be like I'm trying to make something like performance based or like like strong or robust and you're just like I just want it to be cool I want this thing to happen yes. and it's just like that's what I'm going to do this is what I want and I'm going to yeah. do it yeah. yeah I think my main problem is is just execution of just like getting the thing done like mm. I I literally have two notebooks just full of sketches half of them I haven't posted because I either I felt that uh you know they weren't good enough or just like they weren't in a polished state yet or i didn't want someone to steal my idea uh, to be I'm honest like i not I worried feel about that, like, <laughs> like on one hand on one hand yeah. i'm like no i i want to be able to do this on the other hand i realized that i'm probably not going to do this i should probably release it because i got beat mm. to the fully automatic solenoid yeah which... by um on Algis, or Al- I don't know how you pronounce it. Hummingbird V2. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Uh, okay. He, he, in that blaster, designed a way to make a solenoid system full auto with no Arduino, no yes, extra motor. Yes, yes. It's just a third switch that, you know, like disconnects the trigger. I've been blatantly stealing as well. <laughs> so the thing was, I came up with that two, I, I can't say I made it. I, I came up with a similar system two years ago. Mm. uh for a blaster what was it not the the copperhead is, is what i called it it was right basically um poor man's momentum yeah mm. uh because i didn't know brushless i like brushless kits weren't available momentum wasn't available yet 
Um, and I was like, okay, what if I just made a basic brushed flywheeler mm. uh, and just yes. had all these cool things in it? And then the feature creep happened mm-hmm, <laughs> and okay. I wasn't able to get anywhere on it. Yeah. Which is also something I am proponent of. Keep it simple, you fool. K-I-S-S. You know, keep it, keep simple, it simple, stupid. stupid. Yes, the, yeah, that's the a- KISS principle. Just, <laughs> yes, brushless is cool, but you need automatically a computer in there to do something. Mm-hmm, yep. And how are you going to repair this once it breaks? Yeah, um, I, I did have that problem with my SBF. Um, mm. I had a I had a, a trace blow on the board, and apparently it was a known defect. Uh, yeah. It was getting fixed. I and Gavit's like, I'll send you a new board when it's ready. But um, until then, just solder a wire cool, across the thing. Thanks. But but that's like like you need to be <laughs> in contact with the creator to do that. And yeah. in some cases, that's just not possible because people either don't have the the connections or they they bought it from someone else or the creators is just simply not around anymore yeah and i mean that's a good point bringing up like the the keep it simple because like that's something i've definitely battled with because i mean i'm a i'm a product designer by trade so like a lot of this Mm -hmm. i can take a lot of my tutelage over directly into this but i've i battled with that in my career and in school like sometimes are you leaving nate yeah, I I gotta go. All Sorry. Right. Good talk. Good to talk to you. No problem. I'll we'll, uh, we'll catch I'll just later. cut my audio here. Yeah, 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 and then just package it up for me later. So um, yeah, point get is back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like like with with my, you know, I, I sometimes I feel like when I design in in my real world and in, in Nerf, it's like sometimes if I keep it simple, I feel like I'm not designing. Yeah. I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, is this really like worth doing if it's just as simple as it can be? Yeah. But that's. That's what it is. I mean, you know, going with the designer Dieter Rams, who's a German product designer, okay. he has principles of design. And one of his last principles of good design is good design is as little design as possible, mm. which I've known since like the beginning of, of my, you know, schooling and everything. But it's it's this idea of well, how do you know what's as little design as possible? You know, if I if I tape two sticks together and it is. I use it to reach something I can't reach with my hands. Is that design or is that just practicality? Is that just me finding the simplest way to a method and boiling that to nerf? It's like sometimes I'm like, well, if I need this dart to hit this, or if I need this dart to be as fast as this, and if I just, well, I can, you know, I I can make a giant flywheel and just throw darts at it and just hope that, you know, or like almost like a belt sander and have the darts just fling, you know, is that design or not? And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. something I battle with where it's like, well, maybe maybe I'll add this. Maybe I'll add this feature. And if people want to do this to it, I'll have this that's removable so they can customize. And it's like, but is is that, do I need to do that? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of us sometimes battle with that. I think some of us are better than others mm-hmm. and just like, no, I can just make it. You know, yeah. it just just works. And I feel like your micro shot like kind of design is 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 a really good representation of that where it's like you found a flaw in the design and you made something better for it. And it just it just does its job. Yeah, which, again, it, the goal was to make it cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like the way you hold and play with the item is is, part, is a critical part of what makes it cool. It just makes it fun to plink with, to yeah. have it. Like, in... in you, you know the original shell of the micro, like the grip just being like this tiny little thing on there. Yeah. So... Step one, that has to go. And mm-hmm. at that point, you and I 
half a step away from just having the entire blaster just ready. Right. You know, because from the from the conductor's revolver, which came first, I already had like this enclosure for the plunger tube system. So I, I had the dummies and cat ready. I had it all like filled out and just okay, I can just put a trigger on there and a grip and uh good. Yeah. I, I feel like designing around like a real blaster, I think, is, is a good way to like give like good limits to yourself because like yeah if i if you were just making internals then you could have been like well why does the plunger have to be this small what if it's five inches long instead yeah. and what if it has a better spring whereas you don't really have to think about that when it's just designing the shell around it basically yeah like with, you have the parameters already there yeah like like you, you have a specific amount of screws you have anything else has to be posed so mm-hmm. just limiting yourself to the hardware that comes just with the micro itself has been refreshing in a way, like just by having this limitation to keep it small. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I did a lot of homemade blasters in the past when I was younger and then like when I started school and then my first like real 3D printed blaster design was the kit I made for the Aeon Pro. Mm. And having a kit that doesn't require you to drill or cut into the blaster is like one of those kind of challenges where you have yes. these parameters that like you have to work around, which is a very challenging process to say like well i it would be so much easier if i could do this the cardboard would be would be so much uh more minimal and and easier to source if i could just do this but that's Mm -hmm. the whole thing is like you have to work around those and it's a good kind of practice sometimes because again like if i was just to make a homemade small pump action mag fed blaster i think then I, I might not have made it as quickly because I'd be mulling over all of the possibilities. Yeah. And when the possibilities are limited to the the internals are the way they are and the blaster shell is the way it is, you just make this thing work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what finally got me to understand the process of like, you don't have to do everything. You can just focus on the goal at hand yeah. and make it be really good and make, you know, because I think sometimes you can like almost... And not not in like an egotistical way, but there's like almost a, a moment of like grandeur to it where you're like, I want this thing to be great. I want I mm-hmm. want it to like do everything it's supposed to do. I want people to hold it and like feel like they've held like the first nerf blaster and like they've ever held because like it really hits the marks hmm. when like that doesn't always have to be it. You know, like yeah. it can just be something people have fun with and enjoy and it doesn't have to be this like mm-hmm. it can be like something that, you know, is just a part of the hobby. Like it doesn't have to be some amazing groundbreaking yeah. that doesn't have to be like the the revelation in, in blaster technology like yeah it is it, there's actually a german term for that uh, the uh okay which is like the mystical animal that does it all basically <laughs> like it, it it lays eggs it has wool it, it is it, it is a pig it's just the entire package just all of it in it and is that it's almost like gestampenspiel right like a total total work of art like everything is like totally thought through well it can kind of like like you get everything out of this like one item basically oh i see i see out of this one animal it just like it it gives milk it has eggs it is it is wool it gives you meat like yeah just all of it in it and you cannot do that with plastics you are never going to finish right because a lot of these features are mutually exclusive yeah. So, like, I, I kind of have to force myself to, like, focus on, like, two or three features at, at a time. And, right. like, like the... Actually, do you remember the real cleaner? The yeah, yeah, shotgun yeah, yeah. flywheel I made. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
it started out with uh, trilogy shells. No, not, not trilogy. Uh, Slingfire? Slingfire. Sledgefire. Uh, yes, Sledgefire. Right, right. Because that was the meta before the trilogy. Yeah. Sledgefire shells. Yes. With the with these shells, I was basing it on that with like flywheeling uh, with three wheels. And then, then I started to like print these shells. And it's like, if I have to print these things anyway, why am I not making my own? Right. And made like these quad shells and less flywheels. And that still worked fine. So, oh, oh, nice. I will yeah. take this. Like sometimes you take something off the printer and go, this actually works. Right. This was a lot more, more complicated in my head, but no, it just already works like the way it is. Yeah. I, I will take this. <laughs> and I, I sometimes have an issue with that too in my process where it's like, uh, I will think something is a certain way that it's going to function a certain in a certain process mm-hmm. in the beginning. And then I design around that. And then by like 80% in, I realized what I started with wasn't the way it should be. Yeah. And it wasn't the most efficient thing. And now I have to go back from scratch. Mm-hmm. But some things relied on that original build or, or mechanism or thing to, to get to that 80% again. So now I'm like chasing my tail every time. Yeah. And that yeah. like, I find a lot of times people, especially if it's like a long build that like I've been doing for a year or two years, it's like, oh, and well, now the meta's changed. Now like bearings are a thing with like, you know, pump action. It's like, well, now do I have to put bearings in my pump action now because that's where things are now? Do I have to do this now because that's where things are now? And I, I find sometimes like I even do that just with CAD. Like I did, you know, I'll, I'll build blasters from like 2020 or 2019 mm-hmm. and I'll like sit on them and then I'll look back at those blasters now and I'm like, you know, I could have modeled this better. Like my skills in modeling have gotten better and now I feel like I need to yes. chase it again and like now, oh, well, this grip isn't as good as it could be. I'm going to remake the grip and it's like, mm-hmm. again, it's like when is perfection is the enemy of good enough in that mm-hmm. situation, but... Yeah, I think in some ways it hits us all. Yes, I, I could go back and make the original better, but I'm not going to. That thing is done. Yeah. yeah. Like, And that's sometimes tricky too. When you finish, like sometimes I don't want to finish because then when you have that final like satisfaction, like to then go back is such, sometimes for me, it's such a hurdle to be like, ah, oh, but I'm done with it. In the beginning, I uh, kind of released my blasters all as beta versions uh-huh. because it's like, okay, this is like, preliminary done but I'm going to continue tinker with it but I put, need to put it into people's hands and at some point it's like nah this is done you can like make updates to it right. but you know do not keep going yeah. like keep keep doubling back on the entire thing again yeah you have already like seven different projects in parallel leave it be continue right yeah and like Definitely, I I I dealt with that too. Where it's like this is a beta. I like I will get back to it, and I just never do. Yeah. And like part of me like feels like I'm in my is that is that wrong of me to do? Mm. And sometimes it's not. Like sometimes it's just you know what like everything you you make doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. It doesn't have to like that. You know, someone can look at it and say, oh, there's flaws here, but like the bones are good. And I think sometimes that's okay. I think sometimes yeah. we. Uh, at least in my case, I, I just want people to to not feel like I designed something poorly. Mm. Um, but I also have to think, again, this is not my career, which is different. Yeah. In, in that case, I'm dealing with different parameters. This is just a hobby. So it doesn't have to be like some 
like really fine process, but it's something I battle with all the time. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, I had that going on as well. It's like, what if people don't like what I made for months at a time? It's like, yeah. What if? What, what if? What if? What's sunken cost? What? What if they are gonna be mean to me? You know, just because. Yeah. Like, or rather, in this case, it's like, okay, I sent this to a YouTuber. What if they unpack it, turn on the camera, and it just breaks right then and there? Right. And that has happened. Yeah. Once. <laughs> Which, yes, that sucked, but it's like, okay, the other one went well. I will take that. Yeah. That is that is good and enough. I think sometimes we, we do need that, like, to have the, like, hey, good job, I think is, is sometimes yeah. really helpful. Like, sometimes I'll look back through my Etsy and just see the reviews of people who are like, I really enjoyed this. This is a really good build. Because, like, it, you can sometimes almost in some ways get imposter syndrome with this yeah. hobby just like in other fields where it's like man i i shouldn't be making this because i feel like mine isn't as good as this person's because mm-hmm. i'm always trying you know it's it's hard not to compare yourself sometimes yeah. but to get that positive reinforcement that what you're doing isn't ground isn't necessarily groundbreaking but like matters to someone like yeah. someone enjoyed what you made i think is mm-hmm. is always a good a good help um when you're when you're building or, or making things yeah which well i guess in my, in my case it's less like comparison because i make things that are unique in, in this hobby yeah just 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 you know by 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 virtue of design but if i have like this the coolest plaster on the entire universe but i play and build and see every step of the process of it it's going to not be as cool in the end in my head. And I'm going to be like, okay, maybe this isn't really the thing. And like, maybe it's boring. And then I put it into the head of someone else and they're like, oh, yo, the thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of need this, like this perspective adjustment once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's why sometimes I like to give my blasters or give like something I've been working on to someone who has no idea what this hobby is or, mm-hmm just has you know no idea of the process that went into it and have them view it from clear eyes because yes. like so many times I'll look at something I made and, it, and I think everyone goes through this as well where it's like you know what you messed up and no one else sees it but you and yeah. it's just that thing that like lingers and you you have to you have to just be okay with that mm-hmm. and that's why sometimes it's good not even to give it to someone who doesn't even know yeah. at all. It like, doesn't know about anything. And then they're just like, they're just in wonder. And yes. you're like, that's what it is. That's what I, that's the goal, you mm-hmm. know? And of course, you, you also, you know, you blast the inside and out. Yeah, you know exactly where you need to touch it so it breaks. And, but you also need to realize that is not a normal type to, normal way to touch this plaster. People are not going to do that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's tricky too, because you're like, did, did I make it wrong? Like, did I, mm-hmm. it, was it unsuccessful if people didn't understand it from like the jump? Because that's all what design semantics is, is like having things understandable. But yeah. like, it's like, but a blaster is not an easy thing to understand. I mean, I've seen people for decades hold Nerf blasters for the first time and they're like, they're like trying to pull the mag out without priming it back. They're oh, like, yeah. you know, trying to do all these things that like, no, like that's not how it works. And you realize like, these are not easy to understand mm-hmm. like, processes. These are not like holding a handle and pulling it down. There is so many things and so many things screaming out at you when you look at a blaster of like, touch this, use this, what does this do? That it's, you're never going to hit that, you know? And mm-hmm. I had to kind of understand that from my perspective that like some things like people will just have to learn and that's okay. And I think that's, I think people find enjoyment out of that. Like yeah. learning how to use something is definitely 
um, something. And I feel like in some ways, I think your blasters kind of hit that because you have so much, there's just so much going on in it that yes. like, I think there's that wonder that people, at least from my perspective, I look at it and I'm like, now I want to know how it works. Now I want to see how all these gears move. And that's like, I find enjoyment out of like, oh, so that's how it works. That's how it goes so fast. That's how the shells launch out because it hits that rent, you know? Yeah. And when, when like one piece touches two other pieces and then like they branch out, like actuate some other gears, that is a fun and it's fun to look at. Yeah. It's fun to look at. It's not fun to have to think around. And that's, again, from no, like my th design it, it, perspective. It is fun to think around. Like That's 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 why I'm here for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, and, and in my mind, I know I know the work that went into it. Like when I see mm. like two surfaces that like touch perfectly, like the tolerances are right. I'm like, I get satisfaction out of knowing that you, you knew. Yeah. We both know that that took effort to get down. And like, oh, that that's so good. And I love having conversations with designers that like, Yeah. see it that way you know because that it, it always makes you feel satisfied that someone else saw that because it's mm -hmm. like yeah i worked on that for like two days i'm glad you noticed you know yeah of course also i realized that i've realized for, for years that communication is hard if you want to someone to know something you need to tell them in some manner yeah like be it like the way the blaster is designed like or having pictures somewhere or the written word or just talking to them in some way you need to communicate intent Yes, communicating intent. That's a good point. Um, and that's that's tricky. I think we're getting better at that. Like, I you know, obviously in like 2019, when you came in, like things are definitely different than they were when I joined in like 2010, 2009, when it was like we just had a forum where people would post just pictures that were like blurry on an old like handy cam or something, oh, and yeah. like just a text blur that says like glue these two pieces together. I'm like, but where? Like how, mm -hmm. how much do I cut? Yeah. Like, what if this happens? And it's like, sure, I think we can always do better. I think like we can always make like better instructional video on how to put things together, instructional PDFs, but like It, I'm glad to know that like the ball is moving in that direction because like I think that, that is more inviting to people who either aren't as good at this type of thing mm. or are new to it and want to get better. And then it's like they can see the process better and say, oh, look, I'm inspired by you, by what you did. Now I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And CAD is just a huge leg up because when we were yeah. just like modifying and making homemade, just cutting things, it looks cool. But being able to be like, oh, let me just like show you a section view of all the gears. And you're like, oh, that's amazing. Like yeah. you just take a screenshot and share it to people i think is it's allowed the creative process to move so much faster mm -hmm. um, than it ever had before and of course good assembly instructions make for a fun puzzle if you have like this complicated blaster with all these pieces and electronics and moving and then you look at the assembly instructions you go where yeah 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 And it can kind of like take away from the experience too, where mm. you're like, I was so excited to make this. And now like the final hurdle is like the most confusing part at, for the end user. Yeah, and like, you're like, just, just like, 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 like you look at like the first page or second page and they're like, what is this? What are we trying yeah. to tell me? What? Yeah. And, and that's why, that's why in a lot of cases for a lot of products, that's the most important step because mm. that's like the first interaction the user is going to get and understanding how this works. Yeah. And like going back to the whole, like, When you build, it's like Lego pieces. That's how instructions, in my mind, should mm -hmm. be like looking at a Lego set of instructions because they yes. are like the kings of knowing how to make an instruction manual and like, yeah. okay, everything's understandable, you know? And some people are wired better for that. Like I know some people, it's almost like a dichotomy between IKEA instructions. Some people love IKEA instructions. I do. And mm -hmm. some people hate them. I mean, you in, know, so it's... They, they, they like to make fun of them, but they're really good. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I it's it's how people are wired sometimes. Some people are wired to be able to like understand that from, you know, just looking at an instruction. But like that's really important. And that's I, I try to I try to aim for that. You know, when mm-hmm. I design something, I want to work on everything. I want to make sure like that the advertising and like the marketing and like the pictures I take are are good, but also like the instructions and how people put it together work. But that's not to say people have to do that either, because yeah. I understand like you know, um, my process is different than a lot of people's yeah, processes. Like, I, I kind of have to force myself once I'm done with like the first 90% of the last step. Like it, it works, it functions, it is reliable. Now I have to make it pretty, which is the other 90%. And then I have yeah. to make the assembly instructions, put the pieces together and print it again to make sure it is good. And just this entire back half, including marketing and shop management and such, I could hand that over to someone else if I could. Yeah, it's tricky. It's just, you know, it's like how much do you make on this and in, 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 in at the start? And it's like, I don't I don't make enough to hire someone to do this, mm-hmm. you know? So it's you have to do it yourself and you're not getting paid for that. So it's like, yep. or what you're getting paid for is much lower than you should be. But that's that's yeah. quite a hobby, you know? And I totally get it. Like, that's, that's kind of why I'm like, you know what? Like, I was making hardware for a year and it's like... I, I want to just make things. I don't want to, yeah. or I want to design things. I don't want to have to manufacture things. And yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with enjoying one process more than another or both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also prefer designing an R&D over like making thing, the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's also making the thing again teaches you something about the thing. It's going to be a little bit less every time, but you're going to notice things like, okay, maybe this edge is kind of annoying to put together. This rod is kind of, okay, how do I, maybe if I put a screw like a little bit over there and, you know, yeah, just. Yeah, that's a great point. You you, you 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 get better at understanding the the item. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like, it's like Groundhog Day, you know, doing the same mm-hmm. day over and over again. You, you see every aspect of it, you know, so it's, mm-hmm. I, and I, I agree, like I, I made, I think like 40 kits printed kits of my Aon Pro, you know, pump action kit. And every time I made it, it was like understanding, you know, but it was almost like on the first iteration, I was like, I shouldn't have done it this way because like mm-hmm. the muzzle mm-hmm. takes a day to print. And it's like, if I just made it in two parts, any, you know, if it, cause if it printed it, if it failed at 80%, then the whole thing was wasted. And that's like a third of a roll of filament. And Oof. I was like, I shouldn't, you know, I should have just like, you know, just uh-huh. making two parts. And if it fails, it only fails at 50% now instead. So it's like, yeah, but that's, I, I then take that into the other builds I make. And yeah. I make sure, yeah. okay, this is weak here. So how do I make it stronger in the future? Because again, it's like, I don't want to go back and correct that now that I've made like 20 of these things. The files are out in the wild. Mm. But that's also why like sometimes when I make something, I allow people to get the printed stuff. And then I'll release the files when like it's perfect because it's like i don't want you to have these files and then like have to like remind everyone who got files earlier on like oh no they're updated now um they can be better and some people do that for for beta testing and all that i think that's an important process but i always feel like i'm like i feel guilty sometimes if i'm like oh like you got to design something early but it's like faulty and i feel bad which is yeah but that is also that is the purpose of beta testing it's like, yeah. yes, it doesn't work, yeah. but also tell me that it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, I, I cannot know what I can, what I don't know. 
and I, I wish I could do that more. And I think that's why it's like tricky that like in in a lot of people's processes and especially yours, like it's so engineering based. And mm-hmm. with like the crossbow redesign, it's been purely aesthetic. Yeah. So there's like nothing I can give to someone and have them like, oh, this isn't the way because I can I can just look at it. I can just say, oh, like that the curve isn't no right. Idea. The edges don't match up here. And it's like a totally different process where I'm I'm trying to chase something different than because it's not performance, it's it's aesthetic. And you know, that's like as far as performance, as long as it works, it's good. Mm-hmm. If you can make a nice shell for it. And as long as nothing blows up, like who cares what's on the inside sometimes, as long as it prints well and is durable or whatever. But when it's everything is like aesthetic where every time someone looks at it, they're going to see that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a whole different, I can't hide my mistakes. I can't hide my crimes as much. Yeah. Um, and then I have to then now it's the engineering process where now that now that the aesthetic is perfect, I have to now worry about the engineering and, and it's, it's tricky, which is kind of kind of kind of fun at times. Like because the aesthetics are informed by the engineering. Yeah, like it, it, it has to it has the shape it has because that's how it functions. Now you got to make it pretty. What are you gonna do? It's inform follows function. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like in this case, I it, it drives me nuts because the crossbow is inherently a flawed design in terms of its shell. Yeah, but I'm trying to recreate it that's the whole goal and it's like i look at this handle and every time i touch it i'm like this handle is awful but i have to make it this way because that's the goal and it's and obviously i'm going to make a new handle at some point that's better but it's like like you know it it, it's everyone has different parameters in their designing and Mm -hmm. um, it's i wish more people were like I wish there was more opportunity for conversation about that because a lot of the times people are just like, hey, I'm showing off this thing I made, but you don't get to see like every, you know, you don't know what their goals were. Um, and I think that's what you you do, right? Where you're, you want to just let people know how to use something or, or what your intentions are. Um, kind of, yeah. I don't, just, I don't know how you get around that. But. Just just letting people know that, that I am a making a thing and mm-hmm. just, just get initial feedback. Like, Am I am I doing something that that anyone cares about basically? Yeah, yeah, and like sometimes that doesn't matter, right? Like sometimes it doesn't, I, but it, it would be nice, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like uh, I feel like sometimes now with our hobby, like things are so manufacturer focused, where it's like, mm-hmm. are people going to be able to use this at events? Like, are people going to buy this? Um, and I think it's just like kind of the way the meta has moved. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's nice for people to just be like, I just made it because I wanted to make it. I just wanted to challenge myself. It doesn't have to sell. You know, it doesn't have to be something people are going to market or, or, you know, anything like that. And I think that's like, that's valid as well. Like, yeah. I, I, that's what I, that's why it's a hobby and not a business. Mm-hmm. Or at least in some cases, it is a business. But well, yeah, in uh, most cases, it's not. Well, I guess in my case, it's both. And I, 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 I do want to make something that people want to use, you know. Like yeah, because then it will sell, right? Yeah, <laughs> that, that too. Because also, yes, it sells, but also that is already the goal itself: making something that mm-hmm. people can use. You know, a toy to have to play with, yeah. to have fun with. And sometimes that works better than other times. Mm-hmm. And other times, it's like okay, yes, people like this. Yes, this is cool. And I'm not fully stuck in my own head of like, is this really cool? Like, no, this is cool. <laughs> But I can't actually hand it to someone because when I go like, hey, do you want to beta test this? And they're like, okay, how do you make this? And look at this like 100 piece part list. It's like, yeah, yeah. Maybe some other time. (laughs) 
now that now that you from 2019 when you when you were more starry eyed and, and kind of looked into Nerf for the first time in terms of creative work to now kind of creating blasters and selling them is your perception changed on things is there anything now that you feel like has changed in in any sort of process from then um because i think i mean when i started in when i was 13 to now in my 20s uh, things have definitely changed in my perception of it yeah i mean it i guess not so much has changed as i am uh, more aware of, of the, the details of all of it right like Back then, I sent out just this big package to like Xavier of like the chain slugs, like six pieces, and be like, okay, I, I know that these nerf tubers exist. Let's send them stuff at random. Just mm-hmm. like Coop was among, among these. Yeah. And he said, nah, man, don't send me this. <laughs> Interesting. Like, oh. oh, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I, I, I sent it to Beret, and he's like, Thanks, I guess. Right, and it also did nothing with it, and like, like basically, in order to save shipping costs, I sent it like this big package to Xavier, and he like forwarded it to all these other people. Right, and I sent one to Drag, and they had broke right on camera. So, oh. <laughs> ah, okay, thanks, great, lovely. <laughs> and I, I sent one to Luke, and he said, "Yeah, that's pretty cool, I guess. Not gonna do anything with it, but nice." <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's tricky too, because like their goals are much different than like your goals. Because if it's like content generation, yeah. it's like, I feel like with content creation, your goal is to make something people want to watch. And it's yeah. like, what is the blaster going to do that's different than other blasters that's going to drive in views? Yeah. Like, like when, when, when I sent a blaster or an accessory to a Nerf tuber, the goal is tell the world, let them know this exists yeah. now, this is available. And their goal is, look at this cool thing I have. Look at my videos. Mm. Watch watch it. All of it. You. <laughs> and ideally, both of these overlap. It's it's so... It's it's tricky because their schedules are, are all sorts of different ways or they have blasters on cue that they're they're trying to make videos of first. And I remember like I sent out some kits and, and some files like really early on, almost like in the beta stage. Mm-hmm. And... Valor made a video on it like a couple months after. And by that time, I had like just stopped producing kits. So like all of a sudden now thousands of people know about the kit and now no one can buy it. And it was Mm. like, what? Like what perfect timing that this was. And I was like, I'm trying to get back into it. I'm trying to start kits up. And then, but it's almost like when I finish a blaster, I'm done with it. It was like once I finished making those kits, I was like, to ramp up production again was like such a ordeal because you know mm. every kit i made i was like stressing over like is it good are people gonna is it gonna break when people get it like yeah. people spent gave me money they're trusting me with their money to be able to have this yeah. and I, I was like i don't want to have that worry anymore i'd rather some other company print it and deal with that that headache well um, i don't have that luxury <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and so, so do, is there any clubs near? You said I think we may have talked in the past that there are clubs in the country, but not near you. At least, not enough where you would visit. Yeah, like like imagine a traveling skillsman problem with a programming thing. Basically, I am I am as far away from every other nerfer and hobbyist in, in Germany as possible. Yeah, that's tough. Just just you could not pour, put more distance between us. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think about where I started, and a lot of the reason why I stayed involved is that 
you know, where I lived, like Georgia, Atlanta, like where a lot of the Southeast nerfers were, where like then Drac joined. There was a lot of like early makers in that area. Like it was just a a hub of like creative endeavors and like wars and stuff. And it's like, if I was just like, I don't know, like in some random state that didn't have those, it's like, would I have been around as long? Because this was before like the internet was a lot easier to communicate when there was just one forum that was like, you really couldn't post all the time. There was no chat. So like what you did post was like very formalized. There wasn't really a way to like really know people um, unless you like had voice chats or voice calls on Skype to now where you have like discord where we can do all that kind of in like one place. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's easier to join now. Yeah. Like that's also kind of what I did. Like the very first nerf related thing was like, Okay, there's, there's this video maker. What is his name? Walcom? Okay. Mm. I, I do I do like the way he, he makes videos. So I'm gonna like look at his video description. There is a Discord server. <clears throat> Let's join that. Yeah. And so I did. So you know, so I can like do I do enjoy public designing, just letting people in on the process, you know? Right. This this is what I made today. This is how this works. Yeah. And so I went there and did that there. Just made this uh, I made the very very cleaner there. Just posting update pictures of like this design, this is this and this. And then at some point, if someone is like, yo, welcome, check this shit out. Come on, come on, look over here. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> now you're on the, you're on the stage now. Yeah. Yeah. And welcome said, yeah, this guy's pretty cool. I like shotguns. Let me throw money at you. Yeah. I'm like, uh, the, the, just, just the shipping costs. That is fine. Like an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, but, it's, it's, but, you know, it worked out. Yeah. It's it's interesting, I feel like, and I definitely do want to do an episode about this at some point on our podcast, where it's like, I feel like it's much easier to get into the hobby now that YouTubers are, are kind of formalized their process. Like, now I feel like there's kind of a meta that's been established in, like, the Nerf YouTube space, mm -hmm. and just, like, we've been doing this long enough that like we have an understanding of how to make blasters and everything. But like when I joined, it was mostly, I felt like it was mostly teenagers that I was seeing, especially on mm. YouTube. And the videos I were seeing were like, here's this mod, here's how it works. That's the video done. There was no like yeah. real pomp and circumstance. And I feel like if I joined at my age now, um, I feel like with, with the environment it was then, it would be a very different way to join i feel like it would have skewed a lot younger and i feel like now it doesn't necessarily skew older but i feel like at least the way we present information and designs i feel like is more professional well i guess the problem is if you are a young nerfer and want to get into youtube you're gonna make the mistake of wanting to copy someone yeah you're like i want to be the next coop i want to be the next right. welcome and just you you copy the format and, but don't bring any personality of your own into it you know that's a good point and and that's a mistake that, that is you're not gonna that's not, not gonna be a thing yeah it's an incremental change versus a disruptive change and yeah. i feel like early in like the 2000s it was like no one really even knew what that was so everyone was just like making content mm. and whatever the content they were making was either based on the blaster or more so based on who they were and their personalities they were bringing out and slowly over time it had and then youtube with its own algorithms and its own changing yeah. as well slowly transitioned everything into one fine point and that's kind of where i think things are now which isn't it's not a bad thing um because again i think things are more professional but yeah but it, it does illustrate the importance of like bringing character and personality to it to have something unique 
which yeah. again is also what I try to do with like nerf things. Yeah, bring something unique. Like yes, I could make a pump action Springer with uh, Mac Macfed, but I could also not because like yeah. a dozen people already did that. Yeah, and that's I and some in some ways it's almost disheartening because it's like I could. Is it worth my time? Probably not. But like other people have already done it, so I, I'm less likely to be inclined to try it because yeah, like, it's already like so worked over. Yes, like, the meta has already been established. Like, like the question should always be, what new spin can I bring to this? Mm-hmm. Like when 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 I made these the selecting nine, Mac and Grip yeah. blasters exist. These are a thing. Solenoid based. Yeah. Yes, they also exist. What unique thing can I bring to this? Which right. is which is the you know the self actuating solenoid for, for, for full auto. No 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 electronics, no nothing. The LEDs. Making it cool, you know? Because so few blasters in this hobby light up. Yeah. And that is a sorely missed opportunity. The coolness factor is definitely something I feel like is it's a legitimate factor in yes there. like yes. just how cool is it and i think sometimes people are so focused on performance and are mm-hmm. like yeah but like if i go to a competition is it gonna beat my this or that and it's like sometimes it's just like hey it's just cool like yeah that's what a lot of us came into nerf with just like i bought this thing and it's really fun to shoot it's really cool yeah. and like, like, there's you, nothing wrong with that like you want to show up to one of these places and everyone is like check out that thing yeah <laughs> I feel like that's what really what I want to hit is people yeah. be like, oh, you have that? Like, mm-hmm. that's the gold. Or the like, gold I don't know what that is, but let me hold that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, I- well, and there's a problem with the competitive space, which I am not going to enter because I have nothing to contribute there. And they, <laughs> they all look, look kind of the same, don't they? Yeah. That's the thing. It's like you'll see teams and like, I mean, the teams do well, but they're all like, they're all Lynxes or yes. they're all like SBLs. And it's like, they'll sure, they'll, what's nice about 3D printing is it's not just buying a store-bought blaster anymore that you you can paint, but it's a lot of work. Now you can just print it and whatever. Yeah. So it may be the same design, but someone made a different shroud for it. And at least the shroud is different. Or they made like a handguard. Like the Lynx has a ton mm-hmm. of cool changes you can have. And, and so you can customize it, but it's all kind of the same platform yeah it's, it's a very uniformity that i think uh, it, it would be nice to see some change there but mm-hmm. i think not all nerf needs to be that either there's mm-hmm. plenty of opportunity for nerf to exist and you have hvz you have just like normal nerf events that are yeah. completely different i mean also competitive these things are like they are the lean beef of of this entire cow like yeah they are just the functional parts nothing else right and at some point yeah. everything looks the same underneath there I mean, it's, it's like any, I mean, I treat it like a sport and in any sport, you're kind of always trying to get like the highest quality, like whatever the, you know, the performance is, it's not necessarily yeah. about the cool factor. And in some cases it is, you do want to, some people like showing off in sports to a degree, but it's all about like, what is going to make me perform better. And yeah. I can't really think of any other sport that exists like Nerf where it's like, because you have like RC cars I've seen where people race those and those you have sometimes your own builds, but like. In in like in football in, in like soccer football and normal in American football other sports there's like a standardized and practice you all have to use the same. Did you really try <laughs> to use the word normal football there? I I when I said it I was like wow that's crazy that I said that, that I didn't that, even mean to say that. That is wild. <laughs> that is jeez. <laughs> 
And I was, I was thinking, I almost said tennis, but I was like, what's a, what's an international sport that I know? I was like, what's mm-hmm. a, oh, football, right? Rugby, I don't know, but um, you have a standardized set. Like you have, like the yeah. ball has to be a certain size. Like you, there are certain limitations. Like even like with like shoes and running, like the shoes have to be yeah. a certain thing these days. Like there was a whole like controversy over some of the, that stuff. Whereas in Nerf, it's like as long as it's under an FPS, you can do whatever you want. It can shoot yeah. as fast as you want. It can shoot as far as you want. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever found a meta where we can shoot far with having a low FPS. But like, I mean, that that yeah. works well. But like, you can kind of do whatever you want, kinda, which is yeah. interesting. And that's why it's different. Like, funnily enough, like a competitive nerf is more like like Formula One of racing compared to like a crash derby. Yeah, it's like racing. It's a good point. Because I mean, like you can have whatever body you want. You can have whatever like car distributor you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can in, have whatever in, team in, you want. In the Formula One, there are very, very tight limitations on what the car looks like. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, there it seems like there's limitations in some aspects of that, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, like even like probably tires have to be a certain grade or certain thing. Yeah. You know, there's safety regulations are a factor in that as well, which is kind of like our FPS readings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like a totally, it's hard to describe and it's hard to explain to people outside of the hobby too. And it's, sometimes it's hard to understand within the hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's like, it's hard to design too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I still don't know what it is. It, it is also very, very performance-based. And sometimes you just want to ship post and show up with the links and but instead it is uh not a links but it is is a jolt <laughs> or like yeah. or like like this 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 thing braided like with this little hand blaster thing you need yeah that that's that just hands all over the entire thing it was pretty wild oh right the skewer with hands yeah, on it yeah. yeah which oh that thing is disturbing it is it is not a good thing but i i i respect its existence yeah, yeah, it's it's creative for sure. And I feel like that's why I like like thinking about HVZ play more because mm. I feel like you see a lot more creativity in mm-hmm. HVZ. There's a lot more like I just want to have a whole vest full of jolts that I will just yeah. never reprime and if I run out of jolts, I'm done. Like that's it, you know? And it's like that uh, that I feel like is more inspirational sometimes than just like who's making that. And that I mean, you know, like that's that's why I think your blaster I think is going to be great for HVZ the the micro shot kind of reshell. Yeah, the micro reshell is like like the the second model in particular like with this like like flintlock type of design just yeah 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 can yeah. slide into holster somewhere just ready, and it's also designed to have like uh, the the hook on the end doesn't doesn't extend over anything over the grip. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, so it's just this this smooth flush kind of design. It'll fit into a holster really well or a pocket. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't doesn't like like snag on anything in the end. Which and that's why it's great because like someone might at some point print that in like a brown or a gold, yeah. and then like run like a whole pirate loadout at HVZ, and then like have like kind of like flintlock, you know. And that's yeah. that's if I saw someone doing that with the blaster I made, I would feel so much happier than yeah seeing someone just like win a competition with it, but. People have different aspirations. There's nothing wrong with doing either, but yeah, which I'm still looking forward to it. Like to to see someone like run this full like micro shot loadout or micro reshell loadout, basically. Yeah, but also I'm I'm gonna continue making stuff with it. Like there is there is still gonna be this escalation as it's because it's always there. <laughs> like at some point I'm gonna make it like Mac Mac fat shotgun or something. Yeah. 
Well, like, I like that you have options. Like you have yeah. just the micro reshell, and then you have like the revolving turret version of it. You know, it's yes. like now there there is hierarchies of craziness yes. that you can achieve with it. And of course, on the on the top end, I have the model here. Yeah. Just yeah, 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 of course. Full electronics and such. Also, these not having any any electronics is also a nice change of pace. <laughs> I can imagine. Of course, no 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 LEDs, which I guess sacrifices must be made. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to fit one blinking light in there somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just just one one of these like double A batteries in there, like just powering the entire thing. Yeah, just in in the grip, mm -hmm. uh, the cent the central grip. Yeah, I, I guess mean, scale. Of course, in, in a comment somewhere, I saw like, what if I took this micro shell and just made a shell with it? Like, do you remember the um, from Leblasto, the rubber band shell, the Scully? The Scully. From Leblasto, which is this big beefy thing, which fires half darts from like rubber, rubber band ready shells that then that, that, that ejected. Oh yes, yes, yeah. It was rubber band powered. Yes, I do remember. It was it was semi auto or fully auto or whatever. I think full half or semi whatever. Point is, yeah. What if micros? Mm, like that would be cool. Having, yeah, yeah. Just having the shell ready, pre pre readied, and then just activate, throw out, which <laughs> is still huge compared to what you're firing with it. It's like this this half dot, but it would be yeah. fun. It, it's always tricky with those because, like, I feel like it's the same thing with the knockout. Where now that knockouts are harder to find, now like Meeker, I think, is kind of off and on been trying to now recreate the knockout with mm. hardware, so that way he doesn't have to worry about. Because now, like, once the micro shot, eventually, I mean, who's to say? But eventually, I feel like at some point it'll be off the store shelves, and then all of a sudden it's like Maybe. now a finite resource. Um, but then again, Zuru has been pretty good about that. Like they have been making reshells with like the white shell and the red shell. Yeah, that's that's the good thing about Zuru being cheap is that they will just reshell it and yeah. keep the internals the exact same over all the iterations and, and just just keep it going. Like it, first it was yellow, then it was white, now it's red. Let's see what the <laughs> next color is. But yeah. but the core is still going to be the same in all of these. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. I'm I'm excited to see like what you do with with the other options because like it's also part it's, of part of why I picked this platform, you know. Yeah, 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 and it, I mean they got a good punch to them, so that's yeah. what's cool about it. And they're like like five bucks a piece, and if you're in the US, you can thrift them for like two dollars at a piece. Yeah, and that's what makes the 3D printing easier. Whereas like when I was doing the Aon Pro, it was like twenty five dollars for that, and then like. Mm. I think I was selling the full kits for sixty, which is way underselling them. Yeah, but yeah, it and then is. it's like, and then it's like, oh well, this is eighty dollars where I could just buy a Nexus for fifty. And of it's course, like, yeah. oh, you're right. Which, but like, it's better in certain ways, but it's so hard to communicate that. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it's five dollars plus a couple prints, it's still like a really affordable little pistol. Yeah, which is also the most common sentence I hear. Like, cool if I could afford it. <laughs> yeah. yeah fine so frustrating fine <laughs> yeah like i cannot make it cheaper because i have to buy retail like yeah i do not have con construction facilities in right. china yeah you can't you can't buy them from the source or can't manufacture them from the source you have to get them on store shelves yeah so you're limited like, yeah that's funny which also like I, I i already try to use hardware that is like as, as commonly available because it's cheap mm-hmm because if, if I have like some exotic board or something or like some motor that's hard to come by, which I have accidentally done in the past, 
that is that is super annoying to source for anyone. Yeah. Like the the, the pusher motor of the motor here. I unbeknowing to me, I bought that on sale for like sixteen bucks. Yeah. And the normal thing costs like thirty five. It's like god damn it. <laughs> nah. Now you gotta figure out how to get these. Oh yeah, the the trials and tribulations of stores, yeah. like just having to find the sales and everything. Black Friday for the US is coming up. I'm sure there's gonna be yeah. some. I think there are. I think the sales are already out. Yeah, Etsy um, had had let me know that I should really make some sales on Black Friday. Oh yeah, like 25 percent off, and I'm like, nah, mate. Uh-uh. Etsy can screw off with that. I've had so many issues with Etsy. Yeah, I'm still. Every every year, I'm like, I'm getting off Etsy this year, and then uh, continue to to delay it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same same thought. But then it's like, okay, the alternative you gotta set up like this entire list of things. Say, like, okay, yeah. maybe I'll do it next year. <laughs> it's never something I want to do, especially when I'm working on other things. Yeah, but... like, like that's kind of the one thing of Etsy. Like it is easy to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy to use when you don't have a problem, and then. Yeah. Uh, their customer service never gets back to you. Uh, yeah, that's a conversation for another day. Yes. Um, we are we are one hour and forty, so I feel like it's a good. I feel like we can probably start wrapping up. Um, I mean, I feel like it was just like a good conversation, just talking shop, yeah. but also kind of seeing how you design, which I feel like is a totally is a cool process. I feel like mm-hmm. I got a lot out of like the way some of the, some of the things you said. I feel like were really poignant that I'm I'm glad you you brought out. Um, so. Mm. Um, that it could be I guess, yeah no absolutely absolutely for sure we don't get to talk to a lot of like designers a lot you normally when we have features it's just like mm. oh like how was Enwar or how was this event um but mm. this this is definitely cool but um, also do not think that i won't return i will haunt you <laughs> well now now you know where we are you know yes. you know where our uh our base is so you can uh, we can i mean at this point like you can we can probably as we're transitioning people in and out of this podcast and trying to figure out how we're going to host in the future, um, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of openings for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, but since you are a guest, you're not a full... I, I, this is this is a technically a guest episode. Mm. We have to do a guest question, mm. which we've done. Um, which normally what we do is, because we are the Dark Jam podcast, we ask what your either worst or most memorable dirt jam has been hmm. well actually i don't need to think about that that's just the motor here <laughs> like do, during test firing making a video okay now i'm going to demonstrate this thing is done just for for the for this for the buyer i'm going to show it off and i'm just going to hold down the button for like two seconds and nothing comes out it's like oh no oh no i made a mistake <laughs> It's like a very unique. That's a very like personal answer for you because it's like, wait, I have a blaster that does that all mm-hmm. the time. <laughs> and you know, you know, I, I I saw like fifteen shells fly out of this thing, but not a single dart came out. <laughs> it's like oh. that's actually that's actually great because you're like, well, that, I know something didn't work. That yeah. shouldn't happen. And I I know exactly where these darts are, and I I dread to open this jam door. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. It's like. And they're, oh, they're, they're like, I, I can feel them on when I put my finger in, in like the barrel. I can feel the first set of darts in there. And when I open the jam door, I see the last set. And that, that's a long barrel through there. That's a long and wide yeah, barrel. Yeah yeah. 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 15 darts is no joke. That's you're like compressing them at atoms at that point. Yeah. And good on the flywheels. They made it happen. Yeah. But also, oh no. 
<laughs> That's great. But I think now, I think I think we're good to, to wrap up. So uh, for the listeners, hopefully we'll get some more episodes in soon. But uh, if not, um, you know, we'll we'll try to look out for more episodes. It's yes. kind of we're not we're not trying to do a very we're not a weekly podcast. We have stuff in our lives, I guess, but mm-hmm. we enjoy making this, so we'll try to do what we can. But I mean, for yeah. now, if, um, if, if if these stars continue to align, I will be here. So absolutely. So I am Spud Spadoni signing off. Uh, yes, I continue to be Domachowski. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys next time. Until then.